This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate. Then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com and join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another exciting episode of The Vile Files. What's up, Amanda? I cooked for my friends last night. You cooked for your friends? Yes. I, my, one of my best friends does this tradition that when I was visiting her, I got to witness firsthand called Sunday Dinner, where she just cooks a really nice meal with her roommates and they have a few of their friends over. And I was like, damn it, I'm starting up Sunday Dinner. I'm not a good cook. I braved it. It was not a particularly fancy meal, but it was a very satisfying one to execute. What'd you cook? Okay, so so the main pretty generic, just like a pasta sauce and pasta that I like jazzed up. But the the star was the side dish that I made that has carrots, feta, and mint in it. And they're sort of like mashed together and it's a flavor explosion. You said you don't like that. No, I'm, I'm that. more curious, like oh, how how was the pasta sauce? Was it a red sauce? Yeah, it was like, well, okay. <laughs> Did you buy like ragu and put garlic in it or something? No, okay, I got a Trader Joe's version and then I cut up some like peppers and onions and a little bit of garlic and like Like sizzled. a marinara? Yeah, I like sizzled up the those ingredients and then added the marinara to Do it. Do you want to learn how to make the best homemade marinara sauce ever? Yes, yes, I would. Actually, I learned it from Vanessa. I'm literally texting uh, Natalie about it right now because I'm going to make... Uh, my homemade meatballs for her family for Thanksgiving. Do you feel confident in the homemade meatballs? Oh, yeah. Okay, so yeah. like no nerves oh, yeah. at all uh, about the family trying it and like what their reception is going to be? No. Last uh, I This is the same family where I, Natalie and I went to Hawaii and, and stayed with her cousin. And I, I made steak for everyone. And I, I made like three or four steaks and cut it up. And the response... I, did, I just sat on the table while they were talking and they all stopped and they still talk about the steak. I know what I'm good at when it comes to cooking. Sure. Yeah, I, I know. And it's meat. <laughs> it's, I'm good at meat. Yeah. Another and pasta. I'm pretty good at pasta. But anyways, uh, real simple. You just get two cans of, uh, it's uh, San Manzano whole tomatoes. Okay, yeah. You can get them diced if you want to. But you uh, dice up onion and garlic, get it in a pot, saute it, uh, Saute the on- garlic and then the onions a little bit. Brown them. Don't burn them. Totally. Put the tomatoes in it. Put a couple uh, leaves of basil. Totally. Let it let it slow cook for 20, 30 minutes and then mash the potatoes and let that cook for a couple hours. If you do make meatballs, you can brown the meatballs and then let them cook in the sauce. It, but like that's really all you need. It's so simple. It's so it's simple. shockingly simple. So- shockingly simple. You can put a little sugar if you want to like, you know, Take the acidity down, but it's actually pretty sweet tomatoes already. Totally. And it's and then you let it cook real slowly. It'll evaporate. You take the cover off. It'll evaporate a little bit and thicken it up to your liking. Whatever. Was that also like the first dish you made well, or rather, what was like no. the first? Okay, what was the first thing where you were like, "Oh, I got this on lock. I could cook this for people." That was a family recipe that I got from my grandma that my mom used to make. 
Really simple. I've always been a decent cook. My French toast was the first thing I mastered. You just have to follow ingredients. But the problem is, is people, they will read ingredients as they cook. And so like, if you're reading the instructions while you're cooking, it's too late. Totally. <laughs> Something's going to burn. <laughs> Something is not going to be put in when it needs to put in because you're like, oh shit, now we need the garlic, but now you have to peel and cut the garlic and dice yeah. the garlic. Meanwhile, the onions are burnt or something like that. So like, it's all about preparation. I don't like recipes. Nothing new I in like your to life? just dump shit together, which over the weekend did not work very well for me because I tried to make like spaghetti and I started out with some garlic, added some onion, put the meat in there. Meat was still somewhat frozen, but I was trying to, you know, work my way around it. Dump some taco seasoning in there. Then I put the sauce in. <laughs> Tastes like shit. <laughs> What? It's so weird. <laughs> Allie. <laughs> I don't know. I've been eating it all week, though, because I don't want to throw it away. <laughs> Allie. <laughs> Guys, I'm thriving. <laughs> you need to find a cook, sounds like, maybe, no. in a dating situation. I cooked chicken for the first time at your house, and it was Jeff's leftover chicken that he no longer needed. So, <laughs> Wait, the dog food? No, like Cindy bought because <laughs> no. Jeff eats because her context. <laughs> Jeff eats like a very nice like chicken Imagine, or turkey dog I thought, food. I saw Je- my Jeff, own bag of dog food. No, but Jeff Jeff had a, a stomach issue, and, and so we were Cindy we bought were, him we like were real boiling, chicken. We were boiling yeah. chicken and rice for Jeff. Once you do that, you don't go back. My uncle started like making his shitsu like a little blend of like chicken and rice and veggies. And yeah. Again, when someone was when the dog was sick, and then they haven't done anything else since. Yeah, you love your dog, but yeah, uh, context matters. That Ellie did definitely. I, make I ate real chicken. It was intended for Jeff, but he no longer needed it. But you definitely give off like the energy that like, <laughs> you're like I don't know, like it's not going to kill me. I'm hungry. One hundred percent. And you would eat dog one, food. One hundred and ten percent. I didn't realize like you're supposed to like throw food away. Like I thought it like in the fridge. It was supposed to just like last forever. And then I was like, can I eat this chicken that's been in here for like over a week? And my brother said yes. And my sister said no. And I listened I, to the I doctor. W- I, I once had a roommate <laughs> who couldn't cook. And I and I always been able to cook. And I made spaghetti once. And I'm sure people like, I'm not very good at cleaning out the fridge. And so this leftover spaghetti like hung out in the back <laughs> for, does. for a long time. <laughs> and then one night he came home from the bars just hammered. And ate it. <gasps> was God. it moldy? I don't know. But <laughs> it wasn't like three weeks old. It was like maybe three or four months old. <gasps> That's a different level. And uh, he was like, I don't know. It's good. It, was like, <laughs> <laughs> it had this nice little fuzzy cheese on it. Real fancy. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, we have a great episode for you uh, today uh, with some of our callers. And boy, are you in for a treat. Don't forget to send in your questions at asknick at castmedia.com, cast with a K. And uh, stay tuned for uh, this week, some incredible bat strut recapping for you, as well as on Wednesday, we have the wonderful, talented Charlie Jordan uh, with us. Uh, awesome conversation with Charlie, crushing it in the uh, DJ space, uh, as well as just a really fascinating person who like came from a a Mormon background and um, has some interesting thoughts on life and religion and growing up in a very conservative household, as I know relates to a lot of uh, you listeners and and the kind of the shame and stress of trying to like live your own life, but you know still take parts of 
uh, your upbringing that were still positive, but uh, really enjoyed my conversation with Charlie and I think you will too. So be sure to check that out. Check out our introverted line on vilefiles.com if, uh, if you find yourself wanting to feel more connected. But don't forget, this is our last day of our Black Friday merch sale. 25% off code V-I-A-L-L for all things merch, specifically our introvert line, but really all of our merch store-wide. 25% off V-I-A-L-L. Um, so check it out. Other than that, let's get to our college. What's your time with Nick? Let's ask Nick your sexy questions. How's it going? Hi. Um, I am Chelsea. I'm 37 years old and I'm from Denver. Hi, Chelsea. How can I help? Um, I actually just recently went through a breakup with my fiance. Um, we were together for three years. Um, I am previously divorced prior to me getting into this relationship. Um, I recently found out in the past, like probably three months ago that he was having an on and off affair oh. with one of his coworkers. I'm sorry. Um, I found out through some text messages on his Apple watch. Um, <sighs> yeah, I'm Apple really watch. not. Yeah. Right. Um, Every time. Dude, if you're cheating guys, don't and like don't embrace technology. Really, keep everything analog, <laughs> right? Um, and I'm really not one to like go snooping or anything, but I had just this like gut feeling, sure. like you know, we we and during this three months, we bought a house together. Ooh. This was our first time us moving in together, and there was just something off um, throughout this few weeks that we moved into the house. You know, we bought furniture for the house. So like you, and, you're both on the mortgage? Yes. Why would someone cheat? This, this guy doesn't make any sense. Right? So and like, like, if you know you're cheating, this, you're like, and the person you're cheating on with, you're like, let's get in a, to a very long-term commitment by riding real estate together. Correct. And I mean, you know, involving all of our families, all of that stuff. So anyway... So I find out, you know, he completely like flees the scene. You know, he doesn't not admit it. What do you mean he flees the scene? I don't... So I confront him. He's like sleeping on the couch, uh -huh. confront him. And um, I was like, hey, you need to tell me, are you and so-and-so, like, are you guys, are you cheating on me? And he was like, Did you say huh, that? Huh, or are you like, are you fucking her? Oh, I did. Okay. It was a little. It was a little I'm just more saying, intense. Like, you know, no, please share the color. You know, it's a podcast. But I mean, I mean, it was it was like what the like what the fuck get up like okay. I you know reenact you know reenact it for me. No, I'm just kidding. Reenact it. Oh God, <laughs> I was like in a fit of rage, you know, because so I think I woke him up and I threw my engagement ring at him and I said, "You're a lying piece of shit," mm -hmm. because yeah. I. You know, I've gone through therapy before. Like, I've gone through a divorce. I've been checking in, like, gut checking this guy throughout this entire, you know, through our relationship. Like, I don't want to buy a house with you if I'm going to move, if I'm going to move in to move out. I'm not so, wait, doing wait, wait, this. Wait, wait, wait. You said you were gut checking him. You're saying this to him? Or you're, oh, yeah, you're I was asking like, do yourself? I have yeah, I was asking directly. Yeah, do but, I have anything? Do I have anything that I should be worrying and, about? Is there anyone I should be worrying about? No, Chelsea, everything is fine. You have nothing to worry about. Yeah, but it, what, like, got you in the, what, what have we learned from this? That people lie. Yeah. 
Well, when you when you said I, when I, I gut checked myself, I thought you originally meant you were checking in with yourself about how your gut felt. Well, and I did at that time too, because I would just, my anxiety during probably the three weeks we were living together was really, really high yeah. and I couldn't sleep. And there was just something pulling me saying something is not right here. And so I eventually said, let me just see who the last person he texted was. And it was this woman. Yeah, yeah. So, and, but we also know like, yeah. So the next time when you're, you know, when your gut's telling you something, I oh, mean, yeah, once in a while, I think maybe learning. people come clean. For the most part, it's it's always funny that the people that we are are uh, feel the most angst about, we go to them to try to feel better, which in some ways makes sense. But when that angst is about them maybe being unfaithful or dishonest, <laughs> it's like, what do we expect the dishonest, unfaithful people to say? But right. I digress. Anyway. So, so anyway, going back, so he, so I threw my engagement ring at him. I said, you're a lying piece of shit. And I, and the first thing I said, I sat down on the couch and I said, well, what are we going to do about this? And he was like, well, what do you mean? And I said, That's well, I mean, what did you this, mean? I was like, I mean, I bought a house with this man. Like I, it's a he got down market. on one knee. Yeah. It is a seller's market. Um, I, you know, when I, when, when he's, when I said yes to this man, like I was committing my life to him. And I said, you know, but I, then I asked is, was this sexual? And he said, well, yes. And then I asked, how long has this been going on for? And he goes six months and I go get the fuck out of my house. Great. I picked up my phone and he was like, who are you going to call? I'm like your mother. <laughs> Cause I know you are going to lie about everything. And this isn't I, a, I really appreciate oh, Chelsea that and I broke petty. up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was petty for sure. I, I, no, that was uh, good for you. You called his mom. But Oh, yeah. Because I go, you're <laughs> going to really lie to good. her. It was really good. Yep. What so, did mom say? Um, oh, his mom was devastated for me. I mean, she had no idea. And the house that we bought is less than a mile away from here. They live less than a mile away. Okay. So, so now what? So during that time, I'm on the phone with his mother. Um, he packs up all of his shit, puts it in his truck, and he goes back to his parents' house. That's awesome. Yeah. And I'm did just he know? Stuck did he know him. you told mom when he went home to his mom? And yeah, I don't know. And his mom was there. <laughs> I mean, you know, that's the thing about parents; they'll take it back. Yeah, I guess so. So anyway, gotta hear his um, mom just look at him in shame. Yeah, pretty much. Anyway, getting back to kind of like my major question here is that. Um, I recently, so we are no longer together. We're, we've sold the house. Um, you know, I'm trying to get my life back kind of in, I don't know, just trying to get my life back in order. Um, and, uh, after I found out about the affair, I went on my social media and I had a message that I did not see from the ex-husband of the woman that he was sleeping with. And he do doesn't have social media and he created an account and he found me and he messaged me two days before I actually found out and said, hey, Chelsea, this has been going on for 10 months and I'm getting a divorce. I just want you to know because I didn't think that it was right that you didn't know any of this was going on. And then I couldn't find him because he didn't have social media. So then I went on, you know, a 
a girl hunt and I found a cell phone number with his name and reached out to him and thinking that maybe it was him and it was. And we kind of have started this little bit of a relationship um, based upon our traumas Mm. Um, because he's now in the midst of a divorce. He was with this woman for 10 years and we have connected on this weird kind of circumstance. And at first it was very much like, Hey, I'm so sorry. Let me know if you need anything. But then it would be hours and hours of phone conversations, text messages, very much of like, I can't believe he would do this to you. You're so wonderful. All of this kind of like, you know, I don't like saying like love bombing, but a little bit of love bombing. Wait, what do you mean? Um, just very much you like, I love you. You know, he didn't say I love you. Well, no, he was like, I just bombing. couldn't. Be- I guess, yeah. I mean, maybe more trauma bonding would have been a better. Sure. So, but I mean, it made me feel good because I felt like shit. My yeah. fiance pretty much treated me like crap, didn't have any respect for me. And this other guy is coming to the table with some nice things to say about me. So, so you want to know if you should that, like pursue this or not? Is that your question? Yeah. And I mean, and we, we did go out one time and we ended up sleeping together. You've had sex with them. Yes. <laughs> okay. Was it good? Uh, it was average. <laughs> what was average about it? I mean, we were drinking a little bit prior to, um, you know, it's always just a little awkward the first time with someone new. But you're attracted to him. I'm definitely attracted to him. So it wasn't necessarily his like your physical attraction or like the size of his dick. No. Just the (laughs) chemistry. Yeah. Okay. Because that that can certainly be improved. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I think my my question to you is I mean, I would totally be in my head if I was having sex with the fiance of the you know what I'm saying? Like I I would be like Mid fuck, I'd be like, this is fucking weird, you know? Oh, and I think that that was like part of the thing. Right? I, I would assume weird. it'd be and kind like of fucking next, like, oh, what are we doing? Is this okay? Well, like the I next more, I, the way we kept saying that, like, is this okay? I don't know. I don't know. So the sex could get better. And yeah. I guess, I guess my question to you is, do you think that there's too much baggage there? Or do you think that I should still pursue a potential relationship with this person because we have similar stories, but, or is that just weird? I think it's weird, but weird's fine. I'm certainly not an expert in trauma bonding or anything like that. It sounds like there's some trauma bonding going on. I don't know. Like I talked to like a therapist about meeting in their expert opinion. I, if you continue to hang out with it, I don't like, listen, just because of this unique situation doesn't mean you guys couldn't serendipitously fall for each other. But you clearly are bonding over this shared trauma, right? Right. That is making you feel a connection that has nothing to do with you two as individuals. You know what I'm saying? Holiday season, it's here. And do uh, I have another great gift idea for you. Uh, You've heard us talk about Rothy's before. Uh, The truly magnificent footwear and handbag. Uh, it's, It's made by recycled plastic. And you would not know it if someone... Didn't tell you that, but they make the most incredible shoes. They're incredibly comfortable. 
you're, there's no break-in period, and they will always look brand new because you can throw them in a washing machine. They look like a stylish loafer. Like I have this pair of loafers, for example, and they're like meant to be worn like a, like a in an upscale. Like I wear them with like a you can wear them with like a suit or a nice pair of pants. And yet, no matter what I spill on them, just throw them in a washing machine and good as new. And they're incredibly comfortable. They have a wide variety of shoes and handbags. Uh, again, they started making specifically for women, but now they have them for men. So get your favorite person in your world the gift of Rothy's. People Magazine named uh, Rothy's best flats for their first ever style award of 2021. Rothy has something great for everyone. Treat yourself or find the perfect gift for a loved one with their ultra-comfortable washable shoes, bags, and accessories. Durable, classic, and sustainably crafted. Give a gift they'll love year-round and for years to come. Win the gift game this year with Rothy's Shoes and Accessories. Get $20 off your first purchase at rothys.com slash V-I-A-L-L with extended returns and exchanges through the holidays. That's R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash V-I-A-L-L. Who doesn't love fresh-from-the-oven melt-in-your-mouth cookies? See? Crickets. Because everyone loves them. Mrs. Fields has a tasty treat package for everyone on your list. You gave it to me, and I actually had one last night. They do, like, a butterscotch blondie. So, like, all the treats are, like, individually packaged. Did it taste like it was fresh from the oven? It was actually insane. It was like really, it was really rich. It's the perfect gift, uh, especially for the loving grandparent, kids, coworkers, clients. Who doesn't love a tasty cookie treat that says, I care about you or thank you? Every bite so yummy. For over 40 years, Mrs. Fields has perfected fresh baked gourmet treats. Fresh, melting your mouth cookies, chewy chocolate brownies, and unforgettable handcrafted confections. You can choose from a huge selection of holiday gift basics, cookie tins, and the most fun creative packaging anywhere. Like the snowman or the polar bear towers designed to delight. I got Mrs. Fields cookies in this packaging for a variety of people last holiday season to say thank you for being in my life. And I tell you what, they were like, you know what? No one showed us like they cared about me more than you did. And it was because I got a Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Fields. So be that person who lets the people in your life know you care by getting them uh, some delicious cookies. And right now, listeners get 20% off uh, everything site-wide. Go to Mrs. Fields dot com slash files f-i-l-e-s 20% off everything when you visit mrsfields.com slash files f-i-l-e-s to get 20% off at m-r-s-f-i-e-l-d-s dot com slash files you know most I would suspect that a great deal of the things that you're connecting over is this like mutual (laughs) hatred for your your exes right so you need to be really careful that you are connect you, you want to connect for who you are as individuals because eventually, hopefully, you two will get over these people Mm -hmm. who hurt you and all you'll be left with is each other and you need to make sure there's still a bond there. Knowing nothing about trauma bonding, I'm suspecting that's why trauma bonding often doesn't work is that you're bonding over things that have nothing to do with each other. Right. So... You just need to slow the fuck down with this person. Mm-hmm. You guys need to like acknowledge the obvious. Right. People have a way of like acknowledging things like, oh my God, we're totally trauma bonding, but like not really. You know what I'm saying? They, they acknowledge it and then simultaneously dismiss it. Ha ha ha, laugh it off mm-hmm. like we're trauma bonding, but like whatever. Like we feel good. This is good. Right. If it's good, like why should we, why should we not? We deserve to feel good. We felt shitty for so long. Mm-hmm. So you need to acknowledge it and then, you know, 
do something with that acknowledgement. So just slow, yeah, slow down. Get to know well, each other. You yeah, know? and I and, so and I that's what I kind of said to him. I said, re, well, recently, stop, so maybe after, stop fucking for a while. Yeah, well, no, after the one physical thing happened, I was the one that was like, hey, that was a little weird. Maybe we should just like take out this physical stuff because I think it's going to like really overcomplicate stuff. And he said, I agree with you. Like, I want to work on myself. I don't know if I've completely healed yet. I'm like, well, I'm not completely healed either. Like, this is still relatively raw, Um, you know, but I enjoy your company and I enjoy the conversations that we have. But, you know, I'm always thinking like, is this revenge? Like from his perspective, like, does he really like me as a person? Like where kind of is that? Like, you know, like you said, like, I want to get to know him not as the ex-fiance of a guy that he can't stand. You know, it's, yeah. I want him to like me I'm assuming me. he's not even divorced yet? Um, I think it's, in, it's like in the next couple weeks okay. or something. So, but, you know... Then we kind of like let things go. And he was like, I think I just need time to focus on myself. And then just recently, like last week, he just called me out of the blue and was like, hey, just checking in. And I was like, okay, hi. (laughs) Uh, Where have you been? (laughs) Um, I don't want to just be like a convenience, like, you know, but hope you're well. And I mean, he did say he wanted to take some time apart and work on himself. No. Yeah. No, he did. So, which is totally fine. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's fine. It's fine. It's, it's fine. It's fine. You don't have to like when you guys are like, oh, let's slow things down. You both sound like, yeah, no. I mean, like, I need to work on me first. Like, you don't have to like neg each other while like just maturely just saying, let's just slow down. Maybe set some boundaries and expectations around what slowing it down means. Right. So then you're not also waiting on each other, feeling like, well, should I be waiting? Should I not? Be like, hey, listen, let's, um, you know, you say, you, hey, listen, we clearly have trauma bond or whatever. There's some risk mm-hmm. here. But I, minus all that, I think I might like, like, I enjoy spending time with you. Do you enjoy spending time with me? Yes. Yes. Great. All right. So let's, we can, we can enjoy each other. Right. But also let's take it slow. I want to hang out. I want to talk, but let like we also, you know, we probably both have some work to do on ourselves. But it doesn't mean you have to like stop mm-hmm. hanging out. So like maybe should should you want to like maybe just let's let's try to get together once a week and check in and maybe go on a date or hang out or maybe take a walk or something. And are we agreeing to see other people? Yes. No. Okay. You know, probably. Like mm-hmm. let's just let's not. Be exclusive. I'm, I think I, I think I need to be open to dating and meeting other people. And are you, are you okay with that? And then they could he could say yeah sure you know. And then just be okay. You you know how old is he? He's thirty six. Okay, so you're the same age, right? Mm-hmm. You're much, you're two adults, right? So this, right. you guys should be able to check in. You're not like 22 or 21 anymore. So like these awkward like check ins that sometimes feel awkward shouldn't be that awkward. You know, you're just like, uh, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to keep dating other people. Maybe try some apps, but I I do want to slowly continue to hang out with you. And let's just, just, let's just keep the dialogue going, you know? And maybe you, you do this for a month and you're like, to be honest, we hang out, we go on these walks and I find myself wanting to hang out with you more. 
do you want to hang out more? You know, like, I don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, and he's like, Oh, say me too. And then you hang out more, but like, you know, you just do that slow progression. I'll, you know, mm-hmm. and maybe at some point you guys agree to stop dating other people, but why don't you guys just practice being like super communicative with each other instead of like right. wondering and, and, and then be like, well, I don't like you. I mean, I need to work on myself too. And then he like disappears <laughs> for a week and then he reaches out of the blue and you're just like, I, I've been like weirdly waiting around for you. Cause like we well, did. That, yeah. So I don't want to wait around. So like I have a lot of work that I'm doing on myself too. Yeah. You know, like you guys can I mean, keep talking. You can take it slow while still, being very communicative with each other yeah. and being very communicative well, I, to each other doesn't mean you're talking every day. It just means that before you like, you know, like you have an interview and they're like, you know, advice people say in an interview is like, before you leave, they're like to talk about next steps, you know, you don't, don't be like, what are our next steps? But like you guys should have some, you've had sex with each other. There's there should be some like consideration on both your parts of like, how fragile you guys have been. And there should be some yeah. empathy on both your parts of what you guys have been through. And you should both like, it should be easy for both of you to want to go out of your way to be like, I, you know, at the risk of being too communicative and too empathetic, like, so to, like, sort to make sure like, yeah, so I'll talk to you this weekend. Great. And then you follow up this weekend, right. you know, and, and then you say, and then respect each other's boundaries and like, if you say like, I'm going to talk in a week, don't talk, don't talk, you know, use that mm. time. Even if you want to talk, just don't. And the next time you see the person say, I found myself wanting to reach out, but I didn't because we agreed to take it slow and I wanted to respect that. And I enjoyed missing you. I enjoyed wanting to talk to you and not talking to you, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and you just take it nice and slow. And at any point, and when you guys check in, someone has the right to be like, ah, things have changed for me. You know, right? And then, yeah, you'll mm-hmm. be disappointed, sure, but you won't feel lied. Or, you know, for two people who who've been lied to and, and cheated on, you guys should really be embracing this like over communication here. <laughs> and and, and over communicating doesn't mean not taking it slow. Right? Yeah, I think that's. I think that's. You can communicate point. about like, taking it slow, setting up for expectations, next steps. You know, you know, you don't have to treat it like a job interview or anything, but you know, the same ideas apply. Yeah. How are you feeling about this? Like, you know, when do you want to talk uh, again? Stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, I think that's a good test for myself too. Just now being newly single again. And like, just like you said, setting boundaries and being more communicative because maybe in the past that just, you know, was the demise of a lot of my relationships. So yeah, don't, don't make I think the- it's a good test. I mean, and if it's someone who, you know, I'm at an arm's reach with that we already, we were really vulnerable with each other might as well lean into it a little bit more. Yeah. Don't put the added pressure of each other by getting the other person to guess how you're feeling or, or when they want to talk. Just aren't you tired of guessing how someone feels, you know? Yes. <laughs> are you tired of guessing that they might be able to guess how you feel? You're just, Put it out there. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, best of luck. Thank nice, you. Nice, juicy story. It's fun. <laughs> All right. Let, let us know how it goes. I will. All right. Thanks. Bye-bye. Master class. Be a master. Take a class and give the gift of knowledge to the lo- ones you love. Also, it's the easiest. The best part about giving someone master class is a gift. The shopping experience goes something like this. You go to their website 
you you subscribe and then you give them that person's email address. Boom, you're done shopping. For all the people who don't like to go around and go to the malls or whatever, and you want a very easy gift to get for someone who's going to blow their mind, and it's a gift that gives them knowledge year-round, Masterclass is the gift you want to give them. So whether you want to become a master in, say, photography or movie making or skateboarding or dog trading or negotiation, you literally have the best-in-class people teaching those classes. Maybe it's Tony Hawk. You ever heard about him? He's good at skateboarding. Martin Scorsese, movies. I don't think you can do better than that. And Masterclass is so easily done. You can watch all these classes from your phone, your tablet, your computer. I gave it to my brother-in-law for Christmas a couple of years ago. Still didn't show up about it. So this holiday, give one annual membership and get one free. That's how I did it, by the way. I actually got the Masterclass for myself. And then I, and then I gave it to my brother-in-law, the free subscription. Does your brother-in-law know that you spent no money on it? Uh, well, I don't think, you know, I don't <laughs> think so. There you go. I was like, here you go. It's a great way to be a hero. Anyway, it doesn't matter. That's masterclass.com slash V-I-A-L-L. Terms apply. This holiday season, give one annual membership and get one free. Go to masterclass.com slash V-I-A-L-L today. That's masterclass.com slash V-I-A-L-L. Terms apply. How's it going? Good. How are you? Good. What's your name? Okay. My name is Kate and I'm 28. Hi, Kate. How can I help? I have a question about an ex-best friend. Mm -hmm. So about five years ago, she ghosted me. And I know people say ghosted a lot, but she like actually ghosted me. Like sure. one day we were best friends. The next I didn't hear from her for five years. That so, sounds like ghosting. Um, yeah. 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 Right. I know they say that a lot on here, but this one really was basically some backstory is we've been friends since like first grade. I mean, you know how like kids are friends in, in elementary school, but we became best friends in high school. Um, then after high school, neither of us really went to school. So we just kind of, you know, we're a little hoodlums running around, just, you know, hanging out, doing young people stuff. So um, we were kind of just dating people, hanging out, doing our own thing. And then eventually I got into a pretty serious relationship and um, everything was good in the beginning. But then eventually I could tell that my friend didn't like him very much. So I think I've always thought that was part of the reason that the ghosting occurred. I was invited to a party that her friend was throwing and I RSVP'd. I said, okay, I'd be there. So then I texted her the day before and I said, okay, I can't wait. And she said, oh, no, the party was canceled. And I said, oh, okay, well, no problem. Like, let me know if you wanted to get together. And then um, she didn't. And then I'm seeing posts of pictures and videos from the party that occurred without me. Okay. This is all happening before the ghost? Yeah, this, yeah that was like the initial part of the ghost. And then, um, so then the next day I reached out and I was like, hey, if you guys didn't want me there, you know, like, I get it, I understand. And I kind of just told her how it hurt me and whatever. And never, that was it. Never heard from her again. That's it? So yeah, literally that's it. Uh, I would say the most recent development was, well, I ended that relationship that she didn't approve of. Um, so then that's kind of when I started thinking, because, you know, I've been racking my brain trying to figure out what happened. Was it that? Was it this? You know, of course I came I, up with a million reasons. Has she, really, has she tried to reconnect with you? No, the one thing she did, this is going to sound so silly and it probably means nothing, but she liked an Instagram photo for the first time in five years. So that kind of gave me like not hope necessarily, but just a little bit of like, oh, so you do, you know, we never unfollowed each other, nothing. So, I mean, so I'm assuming that's what prompted you to reach out because... Kind of, yeah. I mean, I'd been thinking about it for years. How long, uh, um, this is five years ago? Yeah. And you're just still in your mind. Um, yeah, it is. I don't know why. I think what, just what, because what bugs you so much about it? I think just that I don't know exactly what happened. I think it's just closure. Okay. I just wish I knew. 
But then I go back and forth because I'm like, do I want to know? You know, like, what if it's something I don't want to hear? What, and what do you think it could be? So just, just for maybe. context, you guys went from like hanging out every day, multiple times a day, like yeah. to like she was gone. Well, there was like a bit of, um, it slowed towards the end. Like, I think I kind of saw it coming, but it's just like, she kind of would reassure me that like, no, we're still friends. It's still good. She had gotten married. So she had also found somebody and they got married. And then after that, then she sort of kind of the pullbacks was, oh, she's married. No big deal. You know, she's just busy. And then she would tell me like, oh no, I'm just busy, whatever. And then so you, so you sensed it. Um, I wasn't completely surprised, I suppose. Yeah. Gotcha. And so what, what, what are you looking to get from me? Um, I guess I just want to know if it's even worth my time to reach out because I've already prepared myself. If I did reach out for her to just not say anything, you know, I mean, it's been this long, so I wouldn't be that surprised if she just didn't respond at all. Or even worse, I hear like an answer I don't want to hear. And what could that be? So I'm just, like, what's the worst thing you could hear? <laughs> Maybe just that she didn't like me anymore. Just outgrew me. That would be the worst. I think so, yeah. If that is the worst, and I agree, that's probably the worst thing you could hear. Right. But is it that bad? I guess no. No, right? I, I guess mean, it's not that bad. I, mean, I, yeah, I understand no. why your feelings might be hurt and your ego would be bruised. And I'm not, I'm not saying of you course. shouldn't feel anything, but that is the worst thing that could happen. That's true. That's true. Then it there, could definitely be worse. Then, then, there's the, then there's the question is like, why at this point do you care? I understand closure. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. Uh, but it has been five years. Right. And uh, I, as I'm sure you've heard me say, like, you don't need closure from her. Right, right. It's yeah. a nice to have at this point. Your ego, and I get the human side. I, I do get why you would want an answer. I, right. That is your at this point. That is your ego. That's still five years later, being like, we need a valid explanation of why you chose to leave us because right. we know we're awesome and and we need to figure <laughs> out. And that's why you say things like the worst thing you could hear is to find out that you're not awesome. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like you know, like, yeah. and it's not that simple, or it's more like a handful of weeks ago, we got a call from some uh, a girl who I don't know if you listen to this episode. It's a very unique story of a girl who um, essentially ghosted her friend because mm-hmm. she was a victim of assault. Oh yes, yes, I remember that. And she was, and this friend was friends with this guy. And instead of like facing it head on, she just removed herself from the situation, and it came back up because right. that friend she found out was diagnosed with cancer, et cetera, et cetera. Right. The right. only reason I bring that up is because that was obviously a very extreme and and example of why. But like the point is, who knows what the fucking reason is, right? True. And I'm assuming you know, it wasn't you or whatever. And, and, and so you don't really know, but she did choose. It wasn't the nice thing for her to do. Correct. Yeah. And all, but the bigger point is, is you finding closure for yourself. Right. Because that after five years, like what is it? What is it this person say? That's going to, is like change. You need to hear from her and be like, I'll be honest. I found you kind of annoying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess I don't need to hear that. You were kind of a drag at parties. Yeah. You know. I think that if I'm being brutally honest with myself, what I want to hear 
is that it was because of that boyfriend that I had and it wasn't because of me, which is also my ego. <laughs> yeah. And even if that is the answer, five years later, why do you want to be friends with this person? And I'm not saying she's a bad... I don't even bad... know that... Well, there you go. Yeah, I don't even know that I want to be her friend. There you so go. I guess, yeah, why do I want it? All yeah. the less reason to give a shit. Right. You're right. It, you know, that's... and that's just energy you're investing into this person still. Five right. Years, five years later. That's a good point. It is a very good point. I hate to break it to you, but some people no, don't like... No, that's why I called you. <laughs> some, some people don't like you. Yeah, I know. Some Which people don't stupid, like me, but... you know? That's yeah. not stupid. <laughs> no, I know. It's, My ego. Uh, uh. You, you, you can't be your most authentic self and be liked by everyone. That's very true. That's no, very that's, true. That's not an excuse to be an asshole all the time and not look in the right. mirror and, and ask yourself, how could I be a better version of myself? But right. I, you, you know, and it, it'd be one thing to give a shit in the first couple of weeks and be sad, be like, why the fuck haven't you? Right. Like, like I, but like eventually you, at some point in the, in the early on, you accepted that you weren't going to hear from her, that she was gone. Right. right? Yeah. Right. And then yeah. at that, and at that point you need to start finding the closure for yourself and stop relying on her for closure. Yeah. I think I always just expected her to say something and then when she never did I was like, "Oh. Okay, so I guess I got to figure this out." Wait, it's a little own. weird that you guys follow each other and then she liked a photo. Isn't it? I mean, I try not to think <laughs> Look at you too jumping at the yeah, Look at you jumping at the opportunity <laughs> to be like, "Let's just like <laughs> let's, let's let's talk about uh, how fucking like yeah, I know. I in my in a twisted way, I was like, it's an olive branch. But I then I had to, you know, center myself. It's just Instagram. It's not that serious. I mean, either way, the what it is like you. I mean, I've said this before. You your time and your energy is not infinite. That's yeah. Yeah, wasting it on this, I suppose, is not worth it. So we can sit here and gossip for forty five minutes how like fucking <laughs> weird it is for like a picture of you, and we can dissect <laughs> why. But like, you know. You could be learning a Point second us. language right now. You're right. It's a good point. So. Yeah. No, it makes sense. And I, instead of, I mean, if you want to do anything, do something other than guessing and wondering. You could, un yeah. you could unfollow her. You could DM her and be like, hey, stranger. You yeah. Know, I don't know. Like, I know she's got like kids now and stuff. It's weird. Yeah. yeah so I, it's like we are I, both I, just, just different like, people at this go. point. Yeah. I, I yeah. No, you're right. Or, or don't want follow to... or just accept it. Just be like, I don't know. Don't yeah. Wish her well. What? Yeah. <sighs> That's a good point. You're right. That's why I called you. All right. Yeah. Actually, really quick, I was going to say that uh, boyfriend that I had previously mentioned, uh -huh. um, it was real bad for a long time. And I actually was going to call you then about that relationship, but I knew what you'd say. So I just decided not to. <laughs> I wasn't ready to do what I assume you were going to tell me, so I just didn't call. <laughs> did you eventually do it? I did, yeah. Which eight was year, We dated eight years, and I left him last year. Well, congratulations. Thank you so much. I'll stop wasting your time and, and no, go you're right. <laughs> focus your energy on more productive things. Yes, you're absolutely right. All right. Well, thank you very much. All right, take care. You too. Bye-bye. Right, How's it going? Great. Um, so I'm Jillian. I'm 24 from Canada. How can I help Jillian? Okay. So I'm having concerns about um, if my relationship's compatible, I guess. Okay. Um, 
I don't know if I'm like in my own head or what it is, but because uh, we're really happy, we communicate well, things are good, but um, we're just really different and we fight about like really, really stupid things. Um, and I just, I want it to work and I don't know if I'm just kind of being a jerk and the things I'm not willing to bend on or well, if it's just, yeah. How old is, how, you're 24, how old is he? Uh, 29. Uh, is this your first boyfriend, second, third, fourth? Where are we at? Um, no, it would be like my third serious okay. relationship. All right. So like, it's not like your first love or anything like that. No. And what are you fighting over? Like stupid stuff. Like maybe it's not who's stupid. Who's doing more? <laughs> yeah. Like who's doing more around the house or like, like being late for things or like um, a big issue we had was like, when we first met, he told me he didn't want to have kids. And I was like, well, I do. So like, I'm done. Like I'm, I, I love you, but I don't, I don't love you more than giving up that dream. And like, he's like, no, I don't, I didn't mean it. Like I'm willing to do it if I'm with the right person. I just meant I never envisioned it for myself. But I think ever since we had that fight, I like, I'm like, are you just saying that because you don't want to break up? Are you going to resent me someday if I want to have kids like five years from now? Like, and then I think now I'm overplaying everything. Everything we disagree on, I'm like, okay, we're different. It's not going to work. So you 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 don't have resolution on this very important non-negotiable that you have. So Yeah, all I get is, you know, he says, I'll do it for you. Like, I love you. I want to be with you. Um, I'm get, I'm maturing. Like, I'm opening up to the idea. So, like, when I was ready to just end, he was like, no, I, I want to be with you. I don't want to lose you. But I just, part of me thinks, that, thinks that's a lie. But maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Well, either way, what's important is that your feeling about the situation is, is not great to have. And correct me if I'm wrong. Even if he's telling the truth that he is willing to have a kid because he wants to be with you, I guess in some weird, potentially toxic way that's romantic. But I'd also be willing to bet that you would prefer to have a child with someone who wants to be a father. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing is I... Like, I don't want to feel like I'm forcing him into it, but it's not something I'm, I'm willing to I'm guessing you don't want to raise a kid by yourself. No. <laughs> Are you nagging at him about things that he's not doing around the house or vice versa? Um, It's me. Like I'm all... You it, feel like you're it, nagging it be, him. I do. Yeah. And even if it's something as small as like, he didn't let me know someone was coming over, but I'm like, we live together. I'm sitting here like wearing basically nothing, doing my homework. Like if your guys are coming through the door, can you let me know? Like, it's just like, we're just very different. He's very like free, go with the flow. And I'm a big planner. Okay. And that's in itself, not a problem. But what I'm curious about, let me ask you a question. I just want a simple yes or no. Do you think he is more inconsiderate than considerate as a person? I want to say yes. And I know you wanted yes or no, but once he realizes, he's considerate, but he has to be told. <laughs> okay. Always? Majority of the time. When he says he has to be told, like the never, you guys live together. Yeah. And so this thing of inviting people over without being, hey, babe, 
Chuck's coming over. Like, that's a normal thing. Has he ever been like, has he ever let you know? Um, Out of 10 times, yes. how, many to- how many times is he like not telling you? Oh, like seven or eight. And it hasn't really gotten better. No, we've talked about it and like we've talked about it and he recognizes that he needs to fix it. But I think his brain's just so used to working that way. I mean, that it's, ah, come on, he's an adult. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> and I say this as someone who can be absent-minded in my head and sometimes aloof and as a result can be accused of being inconsiderate in moments. But like... If I'm dating someone, which I am, and living with someone, which I am, and 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 I, I mean, I, I, I guess I can't relate to this because I would never just be like, have make plans with someone for them to come over and not tell Natalie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <So they're> like, <laughs> I chose to live with her. I chose to share a house with her, and therefore I have to respect that choice for both of us because. We share this thing, you know? And so if you're going to choose to live with someone, you have to like understand the consequences of our choices. And the consequences of that choice is like, it's not just your place. And like making, like being absent-minded once, I'm like, oh, fuck. I don't, I don't know why I didn't tell you that. It was so rude of me. I was so inconsiderate. But like, that's understandable. But like, you're saying that you have to, you every time you're like, bro, what the fuck? And he's like, oh, I'm sorry. Like, is he, if he's always apologizing for the same stuff over and over, that doesn't make him not considerate. That just makes him like good at, you know, apologizing to like get you to back off. Like there's a difference between like being considerate and like sometimes people just apologize because they know it'll shut you up. And if you keep having to apologize for the same thing, that means they're not sorry. It just means they want you to shut up. They want you to stop nagging. Not necessarily something you would want out of a, a, a potential co-parent. So either if this guy was dying to be a father, if I were you, I would be like, fuck, I'm going to raise this kid by myself. <laughs> I'm a, as soon as I have my first kid, I will already have two kids. You, you know, Maybe the reason why he doesn't want to be a dad is because he's still interested in being a boy. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It's <laughs> a good line. It's a good line. Yeah, like it's it's just frustrating because we're really great on a lot of other levels. Like we communicate well, you know, like things are good. And what, and what do you mean by you communicate well? Describe to me like, describe to me a time in which you guys communicated well. I think just about like problems so not about what we're doing and not about our plan give me an example like, like so you know like sometimes you go to an interview and they're like describe a time and they don't want you to like describe what you would do i want to hear what you did so i i went to him because i was really really overwhelmed with just like my busy workload and said like you're not doing anything like i really need you to step it up please just like hear me out. And he like got a little defensive at first and he's like, well, I mow the lawn and I do this. And I was like, but that's not helping me. That's doing something like once every three weeks. Like it's not taking off my stress load. And it's, and he then like calmed down and was like, you know what? You're right. I totally see what you're saying. And then I actually saw a change from that. Um, so I feel like I can tell him how I'm feeling and he listens and he appreciates it. But then I think you're right that like the things he maybe disagrees with, he's just telling me what I want to hear. 
Okay. So like you're dating someone who's a bit of a boy who's not a total dick. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's, that's the thing is I, I do really think he's just really immature. And I know I'm still young, but I've lived with somebody twice now. Like, I'm not saying I know everything, but I'm not new to this. And I'm just like... He's 29, you know? Yeah, yeah. What's his relationship with his parents? They're involved. We see them quite a bit, but they have no say in anything he does. Like, he's very, like... Do they do anything for him? Like, do they do things for him that, like... How independent is he? It's That's the weird thing. He's very independent. Like, I've never seen his mom as being somebody that, like, takes over. like, doing his laundry or anything like that? Yeah. No, no, like very, very independent and really like raised to like go to work, do this, you know. So that's what's weird to me. I don't know if it's because he's lived alone for so long now that it, it's just not clicking or or what it is. You're, you know, it's, it's, you're kind of like in this relationship purgatory because <laughs> I get where you're coming from. You're like, you know what? I don't know, he's a pretty decent guy. We... You know, I, I, I'm not trying to be a dick when you say like everything's pretty good, even though I sometimes will challenge people on that. Like, it sounds like, yeah, you have a pretty like, okay relationship. Yeah. That's the thing is like, we have fun together. We get along. Like he's, Where do, like, I think people settle for okay. Okay. Too much. I do. I think we, we live in a society that promotes us and makes us feel like, especially women, that uh, we need to settle down and start having kids at a specific age. I, you know, and I understand there's a biological element to it. I get it. I think we settle for okay a lot. I think we stay in relationships that are just okay because they're not necessarily bad. And I understand that relationships are hard to find. And it's hard to find people we connect with. It's not easy. And I understand that dating is a challenge. And like, sometimes you're just like, fuck, I don't like, I'll stay with this okay because like, fuck, I don't want to deal with like 50 shitty dates and like, ugh. (laughs) So, yeah. I think people said like, but I'm confident in saying that the chances of him drastically turning into a different person at this point are slim to none. Yeah. That's what I'm worried about is I think he's willing to try and work on things with me. Like, I think he cares about me enough. I just don't know that. I don't know if it's like so far in him that this is just the way he is and I need to either accept it or not. Having to remind him to have basic decency and consideration for the person he's sharing a house with who he says he loves and you have to constantly remind him to give you a heads up if he's inviting his friends over for like to play video games or like watch the big game. Yeah. That's not great. And it, no. you, if you feel like a nag, then you like, you hate yourself a little bit and then it creates animosity. And that's just shit. That is a shit that just only gets worse when you get more comfortable and you settle down in a marriage and you have kids and you get stressed out. And then it, there, a lot of your very average relationship <laughs> is set up for major disappointment when you start introducing kids given the things that you have described. Yeah, that's what I'm worried about is like, if we do have kids, because that's been obviously such a big topic for us, like, I don't want to have to remind him to pick them up from school and like stupid stuff. Like, But then I feel stupid for even thinking about it because we're so far away from that. Like, we've only been together for like three years. We got a little bit of 
ways to go before we're there. So I don't know if I'm jumping ahead or if it's valid, well, I guess. Both, but you're appropriately jumping ahead because, you know, wanting to have kids is, is, a, is a reasonable non-negotiable. The fact that he was like, I don't want any, was a reason to give you pause. It's great that he was like, oh, I'll do it for you. But like, you want to want someone to want to be a, a parent because being a parent is hard and takes an immense amount of responsibility and self-sacrifice. And there's a lot of people who have kids they're not super excited about and become deadbeat parents and aren't helpful. And these are just you, like the writing's on the wall. And that's why you're skipping forward ahead. And in the meantime, in the current moment, he is giving you a bunch of reasons to legitimately be concerned about his willingness and capability of being a, like a helpful partner because he can't even be a helpful partner when you don't have a kid to take care of. Yeah. I know. And I, no, so I he's, feel either, he's, he's either wildly inconsiderate or just a bit of a dummy that he can't remember to like say, hey, babe, Eric's coming over, you know? So like, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that's, that's the thing because I'm, I'm torn because I feel guilty because I think of like other things he'll do for me or things when they're going good, things are really good. But the good does not make things. up for the bad. And when the bad is bad, it doesn't matter, you know? Like it just... It's not. Yeah. No, that's fair. <laughs> it's just, it's just yeah. not going to matter how many times he brings you flowers if you can never be considerate. In fact, you'll end up hating flowers. Yeah. You'll end up hating, <laughs> I'm sorry. You know what I'm saying? But seriously, though, like, you know. Yeah, that's the thing is I can, I've already felt me starting to like resent him for some things, but then I always get out of it. Like then I'm always like, no, I'm being too hard on him. I expect too much because I do know. You I'm definitely don't expect person. too much. You don't, you don't expect too much. Yeah. Okay. That's good to know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being tough, but it sounds like you're dating a very average, ordinary guy who's kind of self-centered and inconsiderate and he, and he's gotten away with it so far. You're giving 80 and he's giving 20, you know, and you're trying to convince yourself that the 20 he's giving is not bad. It's pretty good. He doesn't hit me, you know, shit like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like he doesn't like swear at me. And so like the 20 I get is, you know, okay. And like, I'm assuming you assume you always expected more for yourself. So. Yeah. And that's the thing is like, I grew up with like, my dad, who was so good to my mom and like took care of everything, didn't need to be asked twice. Like, I don't like, and then I started to wonder, like, is that what my problem is? Like, do I have high expectations? Cause I think my I dad hope so. Is perfect. I, I hope, don't know. I hope so. And again, like, why people yeah. settle for okay and ordinary all the time? Hire fast, fire slow. Hire slow, fire fast. You've hired slow. You've gotten to know him. Yeah, you moved in, maybe whatever. But like, I don't know. I think you should fire this guy. I know, I know, but I, I don't think it's that easy. <laughs> like, I, so, yeah, it's I, awkward. It's difficult. But like, you know what's harder? Having a very challenging husband who's unhelpful with kids. And that's the thing is I keep thinking maybe he'll change. And Marrying the, divorce is harder. Marrying the wrong guy, sticking up, fighting, like uh, putting up with a marriage you want out, just but you've had like vows. Those are all way harder than being 24 and single and having an awkward breakup or moving out like that's not that hard. It's inconvenient. But like you're like you're yeah. But then is there anybody that is like that? Like I feel like I'm just gonna be unhappy with everyone if I could. Is there anyone who's like be... considerate enough to be like, hey babe, do you mind if um 
my friend comes over. No, okay, I get it. Like you have you have to study, or like you know we'll go to his house, or like, what do you mean? Of course you could find that. Okay, <laughs> okay. You have to be willing. I think you have to be willing when you start dating again to fire faster. I think you I think you keep these standards, and when you are dating again, stop worrying about being liked up front and setting your expectations after the fact. Well, my guess is that's probably what you did. You met this guy. You were worried about if he liked you. Then you got him to like you. And then you started, then you started setting boundaries after you got him. Yeah, And set definitely. boundaries earlier on at the risk of them not liking you because then you won't be wasting time who, with people who aren't interested in respecting your boundaries. But too many people, and, and often in this case women, are only bring up their boundaries after they're in the relationship. And then they try to make those boundaries work. And they're like, well, I got this guy and I don't like how, then they give him all this time and space and like, you know, and then they feel like well, I'm the bad guy, you know, because like, you know, because you guys said, I love you three weeks in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. It's, I know that I definitely did that. I came off as like, oh, I don't care. Everything's good. But, and I think a lot changed when we moved in together too. Like when we had our own places and we were taking care of our own places I didn't really pay attention to what he did and what he didn't do at his own house, but now it's just a little different. There is zero chance that you can't find something better for yourself. And there's nothing, I'm not trying to rip on him or whatever. I'm sure there's something better for him, you know? But like, this isn't, and I don't know when you're going to find it. And you might have to go through some bad dates and it might be a couple years out, but it sounds like you're investing in yourself. You're going to school. You're going through, you get your master's. Like, great to keep doing that, you know? Uh, but you're going to most likely be settling for or ordinary. And a lot of people do. You're not guaranteed true love. You have to go out and make it happen. And you're not guaranteed like an amazing marriage. You have to like be willing to like take risks and, and say no to average and ordinary and maintain your high expectations and not doubt them and not feel bad about like expecting like basic things out of ordinary men. I mean, we talked and he was like, I get it now, I'll change. And I did see differences in it. And then right back to... I just don't know. It hasn't been long enough. Like, we talked about it a couple weeks ago, I mean, for the third time. And I've noticed it over the past couple weeks, but I just don't know how long that's going to last, I guess. Well, see how long it lasts. And when it doesn't, be done. I know. I'm just not good at that. I've never broken up with somebody. I've wanted to break up with somebody, but I just, I just wait for them to do it. There you I'm go. So well, that's a you problem. <laughs> I know. It is. Costing you, you know, it's costing your time. I know. I just feel like I kind of threw all my eggs in one basket by like, no, you didn't. we have, you're only we 20, have our home. So what? You're 24. I know. I know. Like all your, everything you're describing is a mild inconvenience. Oh, I know. I know there's bigger problems I could have for sure. I just, I don't want to break up. I want to find a way to work past it. But I think you're right that it, it's, if that's not natural for him, I don't know that how he's just going to miraculously start doing it someday. It's not. I, I just had a question, which was, what is it about breaking up with him? Is there anything in particular that feels daunting or that really feels like the thing that's stopping you from doing it? Well, I don't know. It sounds, it sounds like it's him. She's never broken up with anyone. Yeah, like that's what I mean. Like breakups as like a general, like what is it about that element of having to, is it like having to reject someone? Is it like the finality of the decision? I think I just, 
really, I really don't like being alone. And I know that's my own yeah, issue. That's what that I, I think I it's the fear of regret. It is. You're constantly and, worried if like, maybe, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it sounds like it, it sounds what it is, is you're doubting your own boundaries. And like, for whatever reason, you've convinced yourself that your expectations aren't valid. Yeah. And I just, I've dated worse people. And I just feel like this is the best relationship I've had, the best connection I've had with somebody. And I don't want to just throw it all away by not trying. And I also just don't, I don't want to find an apartment. I don't want to. Just like, because I you dated a, a one and found a three doesn't mean you should date a three. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I guess. But that is your logic. And I'm convinced that you are definitely, when you were dating and single, you were. You are not setting up for expectations and boundaries and expectations. You are only trying to get them to like you. And you started bringing up your boundaries and expectations after you were in the relationship, but committed to the relationship and therefore forcing these boundaries and then passively like dismissing your own boundaries and expectations when they didn't line up or didn't respect them. So stop doing that. I know. And that, be okay with being alone happened. and be okay with being single and, and work. That, that's some things you need to work on yourself. You can acknowledge, that's good for you to be able to acknowledge that you don't like being single. And now you are being willing, you are willing to accept ordinary for fear of being alone. Oh yeah. And I've done that like forever. So, and I mean, you're only 24. Do you really want to be 36 and just fucking hate the person you're legally bounded to? I know. I know. I, I, I just, I don't hate him yet. I think that's what it is. I Why, still love him. Good. What a great time to break up with someone when you don't hate them, but you just know they're not for you. You know, like you just listen, no hard feelings. I mean, I know they're going to be hard feelings, but you don't have to hate them. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. <laughs> I know I'm 100% right about this. And I, uh, applaud you for admitting that you don't think you'll take my advice but when this episode comes out I think you should listen to it over and over and I think if you don't you are going to regret it and it's just a matter of how much you're going to be mad at yourself three or four years from now because yeah you're settling and you're wasting your time yeah yeah I, I guess you're right <laughs> Go check out BetterHelp. Get some therapy. Talk about it. Work through this. These are like normal human things that people, you're not alone in these thoughts and feelings and something you should work through and you should be okay with being alone. I know. I know that's a big problem I have for sure. All right. Well, work on it. Invest in yourself. Okay. okay. <laughs> Thank you. All right. I, I wish you luck. I hope, I hope, you, uh, I hope, uh, I hope you don't waste your time. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Take care. Thanks for calling. You too. All right. Bye -bye. Thank you. How's it going? Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? What's your name? I'm good. My name's Kayla. I'm 28. How can I help Kayla? Well, I emailed you today. Um, long story short, I haven't been in a relationship for a long time, like four years. Okay. I'm a single mom of four. Okay. And twins when I was like 19. So I started pretty early. But um, long story short, um, started seeing this guy. Um, and when I started seeing him, like, to be honest with you, the only reason I hung out with him is because my sister like, gets a bad anxiety about hanging out with new people. And she was hanging out with this guy. And the guy I'm seeing happens to be his friend. And we, I just happened to have him on my Snapchat. And like, I hadn't had a lot of conversations with him. So I was like, you know what? I'll just invite him and like, we'll just make it a thing. Your you know? sister and so, gets like, anxiety about you hanging out with people? No, she gets anxiety about her dates. So like her date that night was with this guy's friend. 
Gotcha. So I just was like, I'll just ask his friend out and then we'll just make it like a double date kind of situation. Okay. So I thought that he was 24 because that's what his dating site said. And anyway, we're hanging out and my sister's friend, dude, whatever, was 21. And I was like talking crap and we were drinking and stuff and like saying he was young and stuff, you know. And anyways, his friend shows up and he brought up that I was talking crap and he was like, oh, well, how old do you think he is? And I was like, well, 24, because that's like what his dating site said, you know? And he was like, ha, no, actually he's 21. So I was like, because like personally with me having four kids and being 28, like 21 for me, like not to like be age biased, but like 21 for me isn't typically like a good. Yeah, it would sound like a giant waste of your time, but. Right. So like, I don't even have 21. Right. Well, it was on his Facebook dating. So I guess like his age on his Facebook was older than like what? So. Because his Tinder, I guess said 21. I don't know. But either way, either or. So that happened. And so like the first night I met him, I was like, you know, I'm not going to talk to you after tonight. <laughs> like, I was like, you're 21, you know, like, so I just had a good night and like my sister left and he ended up still hanging out with me. And so I just like word vomited and spilled like all my trash stuff in life, you know, just like, you know, you can like. Was this like literally the I've first left. day you've been out in four years? Yeah. Like, yeah. well, no, no, I've dated around. I, I have dated around and I've taken a break like this summer, but I have a lot of things in my life and it's hard to find somebody that like wants to be a part of that, you know, and. So you're just, so anyway. yeah, he's there, he's listening, you're talking. Yeah, and I'm drunk. And I'm like, you're 21. I'm probably never going to see you again. <laughs> you know? So sure. I don't care. I was like, this is my moment to shine. And he was listening. So I was like, you know, it's fine. So we did that, hung out the first night, whatever. Ended up coming, wanted to hang out with me the second night. And so my, long story short, that was two months ago. So he's been doing this for two months, hanging out with me every day. He like talks about how he wants to like meet the kids and stuff, like which he hasn't. And the catch is, is he's leaving Arizona for the winter. And like... When I, when I first met him, he told me that he was leaving on Halloween because his lease was up and like his, his dad lived down there and he hadn't seen his dad a whole lot in his life. So like when, when I first met him, I already knew that he was leaving like on Halloween, you know? And so we only had like 30 days, so I didn't really care. And then he started pushing his time back. And then it was like, oh, I'm not going to leave until middle of November. But then also the kicker is when he leaves, he wants to be single. So like... I don't know how to handle all this situation because, like, I hang out with you every day. You spend so all your time. You guys are dating. You guys are. Together. I mean, we're technically dating, yeah. Because I mean, it's not like what you want to call official, I guess. But like, I mean, uh, I met what his do mom. You call I hang it? out. I mean, if I mean, tomorrow I would call you're, if you if you were to if either of you have sex with someone else. Oh yeah, like I'd be livid. That's the thing too. Is like he says that like he doesn't want to see anybody now, and like he's not seeing anybody while he's here, and that like he doesn't think he's gonna find anyone better than me and all this stuff. But it's like he was like, I feel like I have to go there alone and not have anything that's totally committed because he thinks that he could fuck it up while he's in Arizona. So then that's a red flag. It's like what if you get fucked up in Arizona? You could just randomly bang someone. Well, what happens if you go out with your boys here? <laughs> you know, like. It's the same thing, I think. Like totally, but like, what has he shown you? You met him. You found out he was twenty-one. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. What has he shown you in these past several months, other than like, or, you know, what I'm saying is like, sure, like you can be twenty-one and be nice. So he can be good and bad. He can be generally polite. You can enjoy hanging out with him. He can be fun, and he mm-hmm. can do all those things while never actually giving you examples on a regular basis of his maturity level about the fact that he is in a situation to date a mother of four who's seven years his senior and 
you know, what are what does he want to do when he grows up? Like, what's he want to be? It sounds like he still has some family issues he's working through. You know, like right. dating you is like a whole family. <laughs> yeah, and and there's a power like you. You know, he's there's a challenge like wanting to prove to the older woman that he is mature enough, or you know what. I, I would, if I were you, I would spend a lot of time. If you, if this was like a relationship you were super serious about considering, I would spend a lot of time asking him what his dreams and aspirations are. And see, that's what I have done. Cause we've had this conversation like four times, like before, cause I emailed you like a little, almost a month ago. And so like, we've had more conversations since I emailed you. Like when it first came up, it came, it came up and it's, we were only seeing each other for a couple of weeks. And at that point it was, Hey, I'm going to go there single and like I want you to be single while I'm gone. And like when I get back, yeah, like I mean, hopefully we can reconnect. And he wanted me to fly out there and see him and stuff, like to like hang out a few times when he's gone. Cause it's like he planned to be gone for like four months, I guess. And so that's when we first had the conversation. But the second conversation we had, now it's now it's more shifted towards like, I'm gonna be a better stepdad when I come back from this trip because my dad's gonna show me some things that I need to see. Or and then he's saying things like I could only go for a couple weeks and come back. Like so, I'm not hold on, like, let's, let's, let's slow down for a second. Like when he says, I'm gonna be a better stepdad for he hasn't even met your kids yet, correct? No, no, okay, but he asks so, about him all the time. Sure. Like, yeah, yeah, that's great. And and he's just like, I'm gonna go hang out with my dad for what, a period of time and like what magically become mm-hmm. a different person? I guess that's what he's thinking. I sure, guess. But what, I do, what do you think about when he says that? I mean, um, if I take like my feelings out of the situation and like look at it like realistically, yeah, like, like what, if your friends, it what? Yeah, because like it makes sense. Because like if I was 21 again and I was going to get tied up with somebody that had like what I have going on, and in my mind it can kind of make sense, but I don't want to like look at it like that and think it's a red flag that I'm missing too. Because I feel like maybe I'm being naive. But like if I'm being selfish and I was that young again, like only I feel like I could only say this because I grew up fast. Oh, like I feel like I can say it because I know what it's like to have to grow up that fast. And like he hasn't seen the hard part of my life. He's sure. only seen the easy parts of me. And I've already told him that. I was like, you've only seen, you know, like. And then he talks about like wanting to move in with me and like that when he gets back, like he would want to like look down that avenue and like he like asks about my son all the time. Like he got my son this Oscar Mayer Wiener whistle that he got from work one day and like gave it to me to give to him because like he hasn't met the kids yet, obviously. And I don't know. It's just like he always like thinks about the kids and asks about them. And like I haven't met anybody that's actually like, interested in that part of my life. If that makes Which sense. is like, nice. And I totally get and empathize with why that seems attractive, but it it sounds like he is acknowledging not only to you but to himself that he still has some growing up to do. Right, and I do appreciate him being honest about it. Like we've had the conversation multiple times, and he could just say like, "Hey, like," or lie to me or whatever, because I wouldn't know anything. Like if he really wanted to, but well, he's like weirdly trying to prove himself to you. Oh, you think so? I guess I didn't feel it like that. Well, sure. I mean, again, like you have a just by default. And it doesn't have to always be that way, but but by default you have a little bit of power over him. Oh. This assumption of like you're older than him, you have kids. I mean, twenty one year old me couldn't have imagined being a father of four. And so when you are in a romantic right. relationship with with someone who's doing something you couldn't imagine doing, right? There's, it's hard. Well, not only that, but like there's a bit of power, like and, and again. Power can shift and it can change, right? But I'm just saying, like, you got to acknowledge it. And it would, he's definitely going to be trying to prove himself to you. He has some maturing to do, which he seems like he acknowledged. It's just, a, it's just a big mess. It sounds That's what like. I'm saying. It's like such a big mess. And then, like, I've met his whole family. 
besides his dad because he's in Arizona. But like I, I like hung out he's, with his yeah, brother. Seems like a nice and, guy, right? Uh, yeah, sure. Gosh, and it's like I don't know, and then and then it's like I've also like my last relationship like was so bad, like and that's another thing I'm that I'm battling too because like that one I left PTSD with, like not only did I leave with four kids, but also like whirlwind of emotions, you know, just don't want to be a fool, you know, and I don't like, sure. and then and then he's like, wants me to come and fly out there. Like I would look dumb as fuck <laughs> if I flew out and saw somebody and he also couldn't commit to the fact that he's not going to bang other people. That's my biggest takeaway. That's the only thing I'm mad about is that he can't say that he wouldn't mess around with other people. Like I don't need it to be on Facebook. I don't need there to well, be this there, grandiose well, like you thing. Can- I mean, I get why you're frustrated about it, but like you still have to take your frustrations and see it as like some clarity. And I've already told him too. like the last conversation we had about it. I told him I was like, it's going to go one of two ways for me. And I was like, it's either like you're going to leave and you want to be single when you leave and and that's fine and do whatever. I was like, and then I'm going to do that here. And you're just going to have to hope and pray I'm single when I get back and I'm not flying out there. You seem practical. So even if he was doing everything that you wanted him to do was committed to not sleeping with other people. And, and I'm going to go to Florida, but I want you to still be my girlfriend. Like you acknowledge that there are a potential, a mountain of obstacles and challenges that being with this guy includes that you're not even aware right. of, even if you're getting everything you want. You acknowledge that you had a toxic relationship before, never fun mm-hmm. and easy, and there's always residual effects to that. And you found, minus his age and all that, a relatively nice guy who, like compared to your ex, there's a lot of things to like. But as you acknowledge that there's still a lot of obstacles and red flags, not necessarily meaning he's a bad guy, but just the fact that like, it's a very complicated situation of which you really have no clarity around. And I just, it just sounds like being better than your ex is not your only barometer. You know what I'm saying? Like right. if being better your ex was like than anyone's better than your ex. For this to work, it would have to be the closest thing to perfect. Right. Like if you're just looking at the he's 21, I have four kids, just that alone. You anyone can just acknowledge that like for this to work, there's some hurdles. You would have to like kind of be a skeptic and every step of the way he's just like hitting home runs, just knocking out of the park with how he's, and he's not. And, and you acknowledge, and you empathize with why he's not because it's, it'd be normal why he's it's not. It's a lot. Like, yeah. it's a lot, but I also, but you're not, but listen, you're just not too. listening, you're not listening to the obvious, right? Yeah, right, right. So the point is, for, for you to pursue this, things, you should be shocked by his ability to handle things that a normal 21-year-old shouldn't. But he is right. showing you that he is, in fact, a 21-year-old guy. Right. Right. <laughs> And a 21-year-old guy could still be nice and like you can have fun with a 20-year-old guy and pretty decent and acknowledge that like he wants to be a good father someday. And I, you know, like he's he's not a boy, but he is only 21. But he is showing you that he is not the exception to the rule. Even if he didn't go, that would be a reaction to to his disappointment. Right. So that would him being reacted to not wanting to, to lose you. But like that is... You know, we do that often. Like, we'll find ourselves in these relationships. We'll try to set some boundaries. We'll, we'll, pe- the people we date will show these red flags. And these red flags might not necessarily be like how toxic they are. It might just be, you know, red flag of coming from different places in your life or different family values or different religions or different living in different, like, you know, some of our red flags are just kind of who we are in situations. But either way, the red flags are there. 
Right. right? I, mean, I know. And, that's what, and that's so, most, yeah. and so sometimes we like to ignore red flags or we dismiss them and react to like, oh, well, I, will, I don't want to do that. And we'll convince ourselves not to want to do what you know the truth. And the truth is, he wants to go to Florida. He wants to be single. He wants to like spend time with his dad. It's almost like he's saying he wants to grow up. So even if he doesn't go, that's still what he wants to do. Right. Right. And, that's what I'm saying. That's why I told him to go. I've never once told him to stay. No, I I've always told him. I was like, you know, bro, like I can't be the reason you stay. And I told his mom that and his grandma, like all that stuff. Like, cause even his family doesn't want him to go. And his mom and stuff has told me at the bar, like, Hey, like I want him to stay and stuff. And like, she looks at me like bewildered every time he talks like going and I don't say anything, but it's like, last thing I need is to be in resentment on top of everything else that me and him have going on. Like that's the last totally. thing. Listen, sometimes we find out that people aren't right for us and they don't have to be toxic as pieces of shit to like end it. I think sometimes right. we're so used to like, oh, we got to fight for it. And, and, and not until like we realize we're with this toxic person who makes us miserable and we finally end it. Like we can sometimes date someone and like have it all or all be like 80% good or 90% good. But that 10 or 15, 20% is like some important shit that is going to like create bigger problems down the road. So I think right. you just need to accept that, well, this guy might be a nice guy. It might be the most fun you've had with a guy in a long time. He can still not be your guy. And you should listen to what he is saying and doing and just have a clean break without being it complicated and, and not like giving him an ultimatum or whatever. Just just say, I've thought about the situation. I think it's probably just best we just move on. And like, I think you're great. And, you know, and my guess is he will react to that and he will claim to be willing to do some crazy ass shit to not lose you. Oh, no, I know. He's already said, like, well, we're in this together. We're not in this together. We're in this yeah. together with what me and all your other side bitches. Like, I mean, I don't understand. <laughs> so, but that's what I'm saying. So, like, you just need to start. Yeah. You know the answer, and you're just ignoring yeah. the obvious. You I know. know. And you're going to be disappointed. And yeah. being disappointed. I kind of knew that in the beginning. Yeah. No, that's the thing, you know? So, like. But sometimes we, knowing that we're going to be sad when we end a relationship, we, we will look, that at, look at that as a reason not to end the relationship. You can't avoid right. being sad. You're not going to avoid being missing him. You're not going to avoid being disappointed that it ended. He's giving you a bunch of reasons of why he is not the exception to the rule. You need to acknowledge that you chose to date a 21-year-old guy and you have four kids and he might not. You gave him a chance to prove he was the exception to the rule emotionally and from a mature standpoint. And he has shown you that he's not. And some of that responsibility falls on you. Right. You know, the best thing to do is not be petty and not be resentful for the fact that he... That's the, I know, that's yeah. my toxic stuff that I'm trying to work here, you know? Because, like, yeah. I was petty it's, level 100 all the time for so many years, you know? And so, yeah. like... Well, and it's good know. that you're acknowledging it, you know? Oh, 100%. I'm always at my sister, like, hey, so... Red flag. Really trying not to do this right now. <laughs> so... Uh, the healthy thing to do is just acknowledge that this is probably for the best and to not be petty. And the worst thing you could do is make him feel bad. Right. Or make him feel like he did something wrong or show him your frustration because that will trigger him to respond in a way that's not sincere or genuine or something that he's capable of. And you gave him a chance to be the exception to the rule and he wasn't. And that's fine. Right. Right. Um, okay, cool. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. All right. Yeah. All right. Thanks. Best of luck. All right. Take thanks. care. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening, guys. Don't forget to check out uh, Wednesday's episode with Charlie Jordan. Sending your questions at asknick at castme.com. Cast with a K. We'll be back tomorrow with our Bachelorette recap. Have a great week.